have bought in our culture a view of the gospel which is not scriptural. You cannot live in Christ Jesus and willfully sin. Hebrews 6, Hebrews 10, if we deliberately go on sinning after we have received a knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Hey, welcome to the In Doubt Podcast Show, the show where you'll hear about relevant issues of life and faith and how the Bible speaks into those very things. You know, we, as we can see, move into February this week, which is crazy. You know, time just can fly by so quickly. I'm actually reminded of an important verse that Paul writes in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. He says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, I'm not picking on young adults whatsoever, and even if I were, I am one, so I'm kind of speaking for us, not necessarily to us, but man, do we ever need to take our time more seriously? You know, even just consider this week. You know, I'm more and more convinced that, you know, my time personally needs to be put towards things like meditation on God's word and prayer. It's crazy how much our souls need that communion with God, yet so many days I can just go on, you know, without my, you know, about my business, ignoring the longings of my soul. Anyways, today we have a great podcast for you. We're actually doing a two-week series that's a recording of our Q&A from our past sexual identity event. Now, the Q&A of this event was by far probably the most intimate and important um, because it was the audience that asked the very real questions. Our panel is Dr. John Newfeld, Steve Kim, and Dave Johnson, each professionals in, you know, their areas, uh, those areas being, you know, experienced Bible teaching, a Christian apologist, and a pastor. So it was actually a great panel to have in regards to tough questions on sexual identity. So let's listen to part one of the Q&A. Okay, so here's the first one, okay? Uh, Usually homosexuals justify themselves in the Bible by quoting the David and Jonathan uh, relationship. Uh, They had affection for each other as lovers, apparently. What can you say about that? Um, I will. Um, You know, uh, David says to Jonathan, your love was better to me than the love of women. And that's usually the passage that is quoted. Um, Let me tell you a little story around this that might help, and it might help all of us. Uh, Years ago, my wife and I had uh, a wonderful Christian brother who had survived the killing fields of Rwanda stay in our home. And uh, we had this delightful time together. And I must say that uh, this dear brother and I who had, I mean, he had escaped uh, death on numerous occasions. I mean, we really had a bromance, as they say these days. (laughs) And so when we were done uh, and he was going back, he's flying back home. Uh, my wife said, you know, I just got to take a picture of you met two men standing together. And so she took a picture outside of the house, and he reached over and took my hand, uh, holding hands, because where he comes from, that's a very acceptable thing for men to do. You'd be shocked to think that it might be a sexual sign. What's interesting to me is, I mean, you know, obviously, when he went to take my hand, I, uh, I froze and became a statue. Um, <laughs> And, 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 you know, he was wise enough cross-culturally. Oops, that was a, you know, I crossed a line there. And uh, so, you know, that, we kind of let that one go. And how about those BC lions, that kind of thing? <laughs> Here's what I want to say by that, however. In a sexualized culture, as we are living, where everything is sexualized, where ads on television are constantly sexualized, where people are taught 
from childhood to think in sexual terms, where they see sexual images by the thousands and the hundreds of thousands before they even reach puberty, it's almost impossible for us to believe that genuine male love between one man and one another man can be expressed in terms of exactly that, that men could actually express love and not be sexualized. But indeed, there are cultures that don't do what we do. That's my response. Uh, and I would just quickly add to that. Um, my experience has, has been the reversal of that because I came here when I was 14 with my family and my culture shock was the other way because we had this PE class one time and we ran or whatever. And as I came to, uh, I, when I started slowing down, there was this ESL friend of mine, right? So I put my hand on his shoulders and he immediately turned around and said, please don't do that. Right? So I was like, oh, oh, okay, we can't do that. And then my, uh, my parents, they were taught, like specifically before they came to Canada, don't touch children. Do not touch children. Because in Korea, it is very common for people that are older to touch kids. Because the expectation is that this is nothing sexual, right? Um, this gentleman here, are you Korean by, by any chance? Yeah, I, I saw him kind of, you know, nodding his head or whatever. Isn't that true, though? Like, I mean... <laughs> So certain things we would consider sexual here are not cons considered sexual there. And if you want an example of that, you can come and talk to me later. That almost looked prophetic. You're like, you're Korean. <laughs> Blessings on you, brother. You're Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Rwanda. Yeah. yeah. I actually know him, and he's a great man, so just to let you guys know that. All right, let's move on to the next question. Um, how do you tell a homosexual person who says that they're also Christian, Christian homosexual, uh, that, it's, that it is something that they need to work on. How do you even approach that situation? Um, the the uh, warning passages um, that are there in Pauline literature and also the, uh, the warning passage at the end of Revelation, which warns us that no one who practices sexual immorality will be a part of the kingdom of God. So uh, th there's a point to be made here, and the point goes like this. We, we, we would not elevate homosexuality as a greater sin than we would elevate adultery. So here's the issue. If I'm an adulterer, but I will not repent and say, look, I can be a Christian and an adulterer at the same time. I can't. We have bought in our culture a view of the gospel, which is not scriptural. You cannot live in Christ Jesus and willfully sin. Hebrews 6, Hebrews 10. If we deliberately go on sinning after we have received a knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Mm. These are strict warning passages that tell every believer mm -hmm. that if we make a practice of not putting to death the misdeeds of the body, we will not live, mm. regardless of what we confess to be true. So I think we need to contain a warning, but let's not, as has been said, pick on the homosexual community. Let's pick on the sexual brokenness in every single human being yeah. and say, we can't live in this. Yeah. That's, I think. That's good. And if I were to quickly add to that again, um, is when, if you're actually talking to somebody face to face what, with a, a Christian who is homosexual and is practicing, um, I would just ask that person, again, in the context of trust and relationship, right? Because that's the, the best place for this sort of a thing. I would just ask that person, you know, some of these passages that Dr. Neufeld mentioned, how do you read that? Tell me. And then you can take the conversation from there, but that might be a good way to get the conversation at least started. Get that person's thoughts on these passages. Yeah, yeah I think questions are, are really, really powerful. Um, 
we in Christianity are, are called to both abstain from things and engage in things. And I think we need to have a conversation where we're called to abstain, but also engage in the sense that I think as the church, we should have a community that is so beautiful, so accepting, so loving, that we don't just say abstain from this, 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 but engage. And um, so in, in what I mean by that is in friendship, right? And as a church, we need to be able to offer, when we say don't do this, we should be saying also, but do this. Yeah. Uh, next question is this, uh, will like homosexuals, should they just remain single forever? Um, uh, that, that's a tough question, right? Because I mean, celibacy isn't easy. For many people, some people have the gift for it. Other people, like myself, I probably couldn't can do it. But the but the thing is, it's it's not. Uh, the short answer is yes, but I, I need to add to that because it's not just the homosexuals that are required to do this. When it comes to sexual purity, uh, I mean, the this context, the proper context for sexual acts is heterosexual uh, marriage relationship. So anything outside of that is game. Mm -hmm. So then. As singles, you should abstain from sexual acts, yeah. right? If I am a divorced man, Scripture teaches that if I engage in sexual acts with another woman, I'm committing adultery, right? So it's not just... The, so, so the question isn't so much, um, is this about singling out homosexuals and you know, picking on them? No, it's, it's for everybody. It's a matter of sexual purity in the Christian community. Um, this next question, I think that a lot of people will be able to relate with. Uh, how do you deal with a family member who will only visit or dine or vacation with you if they come with their uh, partner, homosexual partner? Do you provide a room in your house to stay, just for them to stay over? How do you how do you engage that situation? It's a pastoral question, and uh, it's it's also a uh, a heartfelt family question. Um, there are there are some things that I would do in my home. So I'm going to just talk now. You know, you'd use the word prescriptive and descriptive. So I would talk descriptively. I don't have that situation in my home, but if I did, what would I do? Uh, one thing that I do know in regards to my children, I will not break relationship with my children. I will not. I will not. I'll do everything I can to keep that door open because as long as it's open, there's an opportunity to dialogue. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, I would also say, let's say one of my kids, uh, forget the homosexual situation, was living outside of wedlock in a heterosexual relationship and wanted to sleep in my home. My answer would be no. I would simply say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, so here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you come to my house and you like to smoke big fat cigars, more power to you. You're just not doing it in my house. <laughs> you know what? It's my house. I got rules in my house. You don't like the rules in my house? That's, that's it. Doesn't mean I don't like you. Doesn't mean I don't love you. But the reality is, in my house um, and in my family, mm -hmm. this is how we roll. So that's where I am. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> there anything else to add on that? Or? Well, I think here's, here's where it's, it's really, and this is prescriptive too, because mine's the exact opposite. So my nephew came and spent like two months with me this summer, and he smokes a lot of pot, and he's 16. Now, he didn't, he's not allowed to smoke inside my house, but he sure did go for a lot of walks. Uh, <laughs> All right? 
But I talked a lot about Jesus to him, right? Um, so if the couple in question is, uh, you know, is in, is in the motel room down the thing and they keep coming over for lunch and supper, I'd always have them. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. Um, if sinfulness is inherited, as outlined in Romans, is it possible that one might be born prone to a particular type of sinful activity, like homosexuality, giving way to being born in a particular way? Um, I'll, I'll take this one. It goes back to that idea of you're born this way. Right? But just because you're born this way doesn't mean that it is good to do. I mean, if I were born with, you know, I, I, again, I'm also genetically predisposed to depression, apparently. So, yeah, there's a lot of problems in my family line or whatever. I mean, could you pass down some other genes, like being smart and things like that? But no, like you pass down all these. Anyway, um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, I should be permitted to just drink alcohol and cut myself. Mm. Again, natural doesn't mean that it is necessarily. There is still moral accountability, even though uh, you, you may have some natural inclinations to one thing or another. That's what I would say. I think it's possible, I don't know how the Bible speaks to this, but I think it's more than likely that all of us have a sin style. Hmm. And what I mean by that is there are some individuals who love the Lord, but if you're on the counting team in your local church for the offering, you shouldn't be there. I mean, it's just because you struggle with greed and theft, and you need to safeguard your own soul. So the reality is that we all have a brokenness that's felt in various different ways. So when it comes to our own sexuality, none of us are whole. How many of you know that? None of us are whole. Mm. Uh, the fact is that we, you know, we, we haven't talked about things like pornography. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't talked about all sorts of other things. Mm -hmm. But there are thousands and thousands of expressions of our sexual brokenness. So one person may feel themselves attracted this way. But here is the key. You can, as a believer, grow in holiness. And you can, as a believer, grow in an appreciation for a given thing. So men, let's say um, you're married and your wife is, you know, uh, four foot eight and on the pudgy side. You wanna let me tell you something about you. You love short pudgy women. You do, <laughs> you just love them. I, I don't mean to be ungracious here and I'll say something else. It's all a matter of style because if you look at paintings in, uh, in uh, in, in, uh, in museums of the past, that was the style. People thought that was the most beautiful thing in a woman. And now we change the style. We think something else is the most beautiful thing. Here's the deal. You can train your taste buds. We all do. The culture trains our taste buds. So what we desire can be changed in every single one of us. That, that would be my response to that. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, it's got some good claps there. Um, how can I respond when someone tells another person they are going to hell because of their homosexual? So you say you're in a group of friends, Christians, and someone says they're homosexual. One of your other friends says to this person, you're, you're going to go to hell. How do you now approach that situation coming, looking onto that? I think it's really unfortunate when any believer says to anyone, you're going to hell. Mm. Here's what we need to understand. We're all going to hell. Mm. Our sins condemn every one of us. We're deserving of it. That's the reality. So we shouldn't pick out on someone and say, your sins are worse and make you go to hell. Yeah. We have all sinned. You want to know the biggest sin of all? This is it. Failure to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That condemns us outrightly. So mm. stop talking that way if you do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'd interrupt a conversation and say, stop it. No, that's good. That's great. Um, what do you do when uh, someone is a practicing homosexual and wants to be in a leadership role at your church or wants to help with Sunday school, even stack chairs? Serve in any capacity. Well, no, I think, well, for, at least from my perspective, there are definitely some roles uh, in our, at least our church where um, a practicing homosexual non-believer can actually, like, participate. Yeah. Because um, we actually do belong, believe that people can belong before they believe, right? Now, the, that does change if they now claim themselves to be a Christian, right? And we've talked a little bit about that. Um, but if a young adult, and this has happened in leadership, they start sleeping with their girlfriend. It's like, you cannot do that, right? And so I think as long as we are like really, really, uh, yeah, precise in letting people know that we are not hating on homosexuals mm -hmm. or hating on this community. No, 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 we just have certain standards by which we expect of our leaders. Yeah. But there's definitely roles for, for, for practicing homosexuals, at least at Ethos. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. I, I think that's key, right? We're not, yeah. again, singling out homosexuals, I mean, in somebody who's caught in an adulterous relationship, we will, we will rightly ask that person to step down from a leadership position, mm -hmm. right? So it's not just homosexuals. Yeah, that's good. That was part one of our Q&A on sexual identity. Now, when it comes to the topic of sexual identity, everyone has questions, right? I'm, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that you, in listening to this, started having questions yourself. Well, if you do, don't hesitate to email us at info at indoubt.ca. Hey, if the Indoubt podcast serves you in any way, especially in helping guide you through the issues of life and faith, would you consider helping us out financially? Everything Indoubt does, which is not just podcasting, but blogs and video resources, is free. We don't make any kind of profit off them. If this interests you at all, just head to indo.ca and click the donate button. And if you're one of our American listeners, do the same thing, but be sure to click on the For US Residents button. Anyways, that wraps up this week's Indo podcast. Connect with us throughout the week by heading to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page, or tell us something through an email. That's info at indo.ca. Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we finish this mini-series with the second half of our live Q&A on sexual identity. In Doubt is a ministry of Back to the Bible Canada. For more podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit backtothebible.ca slash in doubt.